You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel San Angelo and Trey Harris. Maybe it was an iguana. It was no iguana. Maybe a... Uh, you know how they say there are uh, alligators in the sewers? Alligators in the sewers. All we're trying to say is maybe you just probably imagined it. I couldn't have imagined it. Maybe it was a pervert or deformed kid or something. A deformed kid. Maybe uh, an elf or a leprechaun. It was nothing like that, penis breath. Elliot! (laughs) Sit down. No penis breath here at 80s Revisited, that's for sure. Because I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. I'm the other, Daniel San Angelo. And with us, as always, our producer, <laughs> Jesse Sedgley. Give me one of those Mentos. <laughs> Here you go, Dick. Welcome back, everybody. Of course, this week we talk about one of the most beloved movies, not just of the 80s, but of all time. The timeless classic about a boy who meets a small, flesh-colored thing that grows and learns a lot about himself. As we all do sometimes. <laughs> it's a metaphor for growing up as a kid, as a boy. <laughs> of course, we're talking about E.T., the extraterrestrial, Steven Spielberg's masterpiece, in its original form, that is. More on that in a second. Uh, released June 11th, 1982. IMDb 7.8, which is, that's a decent IMDb score. I mean, that's not like a bad score on IMDb, of course. However, Rotten Tomatoes, 98% critics, 71% audience. And those numbers as a teaser, are the exact same for next week's movie, strangely enough, which blows my mind, but we'll... That's the story really? for another time. Now, E.T. was done on an estimated budget of only $10.5 million. Great opening, 14.2. Domestic gross, $435.1 million. Worldwide gross, $792.9 million. And they never made a sequel. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Instead, he went and made Jurassic Park and other things. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Uh, Could a sequel be? He comes back again? Yeah, like, and Elliot's like dead or so old, <laughs> like, L-E-T. Elliot! I don't know. They shouldn't make a This is one they shouldn't make. Although, technically, E.T. exists in the same universe as Star Wars because in the Phantom Menace, in the Galactic Council scene, there's a group of E.T.'s as one of the delegations. Oh, wow. So, basically, The Phantom Menace is the sequel to E.T. Nice. In a roundabout, not big, non-existent way. <laughs> because mainly one of these is, one of the two is a great, fantastic movie, and the other's one of the biggest letdowns in cinema history. That was E.T. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and looking forward to so much more. But, <laughs> of course, directed by the great, iconic Steven Spielberg, of course, Jurassic Park, Jaws, Indiana Jones, Saving Private Ryan, Munich, Amistad, Horse, unfortunately. Uh, what, was, what was his last movie? Did he do something like a couple years ago? Other than I know he's in. Take a look. Let's <laughs> check it out. I, don't know. I know he did Tintin. I think, but I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if he actually directed. I think Peter Jackson might direct that. He might have produced it. Oh, Lincoln. Duh. That was his last one. Upcoming Indiana Jones Five announced. Oh, oh dear wow. God, save us. Ugh. You uh, know, and uh, I saw. I actually earlier today I saw the only part of part four that I've seen since seeing it in the theater and having my just heart destroyed. Uh, recorded, watched some on the, what did I watch? on Some on the DVR, but it was like, it ended. It was face-off. And uh, 
like you know it records the last five seconds of whatever and I was like what's this and I heard the end of Jones thing I was like oh man and it just reminded me how terrible that movie <laughs> and brought me down but then I watched Face Off and everything was cool anyway uh, written by Melissa Matheson which if you remember from our uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark episode the genesis for E.T. was pretty much developed between her and Spielberg on the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark because Melissa Matheson was Harrison Ford's girlfriend before mm-hmm. he dumped her for uh Allie Mc, what's her name? Allie McBeal. Uh, the Flockhart. <laughs> Anorexic in a suit. I don't know what her name is. Uh, but of course, uh, she also, she didn't write much, honestly, other than, I mean, this is her, you know, this is what she'll always be remembered for. Uh, the only other thing of note that she wrote is Indian in the Cupboard. Which, hmm. read the book, never saw the movie, so whatever. Yeah, much. That's what I heard. But of course, her other claim to fame is she used to, uh, I think they were actually married, uh, her and Harrison Ford were married for a while. Until the other woman came in. Uh, 80s revisited uh, alumni. Dee Wallace, of course, from Critters, was uh, the mother marrying. Uh, she's also in Kudo, Cujo. Cujo, she's, uh, Critters. She plays in a lot of creature movies. She's she's way prettier in Critters. Oh, way. <laughs> way, way prettier. I don't know, it's just that short hair. Mm. Just, that can make or break a woman. Like, make, make or break a, how attractive a woman can be. At least to me, that's just mm. personal preference. Like long hair. Uh, Henry Thomas was Elliot. Uh, he was also in uh, Gangs of New York and Legends of the Fall, so... He has had a career since then, but nothing near the scope of what uh, what E.T. was, of course. Uh, Peter Coyote was Keys. Uh, he was an outrageous fortune, and also Aaron Brockovich. And, of course, honestly, probably the biggest star since this movie, the Harrison Ford of E.T., if you will, <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Of course, is Gertie, uh, Scream, Donnie Darko, unfortunately, Charlie's Angels. Uh, but also, I didn't know this. My wife pointed it out. Uh, but the pretty girl that Elliot kisses. I know who that is. I didn't recognize her. But my yeah. wife did. Uh, Erica Eleniak, Eleniak, however you pronounce her last Beverly name. But of course, Hillbilly. that's what I know her from. But uh, also Baywatch and Under mm-hmm. Siege. So that was an interesting little, not necessarily a cameo, but yeah. uh, you know, an unnamed background talent, pretty much. So and you know, Elliot kissed that. Good job. <laughs> Probably want to kiss it now. Yeah, probably not now. What? What? I don't think she's held. No, I'm thinking of Yasmin Bleach. She doesn't look good these oh. days. I, I don't know. She how. probably still looks good. I don't know. She if was that's hot a Beverly Hillbilly. That's though. a recent picture. She's pretty. Yeah, but I mean, Beverly Hillbilly. She was gorgeous. Yeah. Even despite you know being Ellie Mae Clampett. Ooh, that doesn't work oh, for her. Oh, she got the D Wallace hair. Makes her look like 50 years old. <laughs> that's just that's just my opinion. <laughs> whatever. But anyway, I know we've all seen this movie multiple times. Yeah. But the question, oh, disclaimer, must say uh, the version, unfortunately, that me and Daniel watched for the first time, nonetheless, was the special edition ET. No <laughs> guns, CG ET. I'll, I'll go last. It was. Okay. I'll let you go first, Dan. We know. I, we all know. Everybody's seen this movie. But have, when's the last time you saw it? Roughly, like, I mean, like maybe been, a month or so ago oh, I watched really? it on TV from start to finish or kind of like came across it and uh, yeah okay probably more the beginning to about um, whenever he kind of came back to life mm-hmm. yeah I watched it from that point um, so I didn't see at least on that one yeah but um, it's one of those where I, this was a movie when I was a kid that I was like okay mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's alright I never was like let's watch E.T. mama <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm thinking my own but uh, I enjoyed it a lot more as an adult watching it than I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, it's they're doing a the little hand, to yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the fingering <laughs> part. <laughs> but uh, 
the the new stuff didn't bother me. Oh, uh, I want to hear, uh, hear you talk about it. I watched the old version. Good, mm-hmm. good. And I don't normally watch the movies. And when I guys, first but. saw it, like the first one, you kind of really see is when he kind of runs. runs through the. And I was yeah. like, what? I don't remember this. Yeah. What the hell? Wait, like, what happened? And like they they replace ET with a lot of CG. The very first time you like bad really Phantom yeah. Menace CG. Wow. Not. Yeah. Prometheus or gravity CG. This is shitty ass CG. There's a one time when he actually sees the the, the, the ship flying off, <laughs> yeah. and he runs like towards that cliff. Yeah. That looks. I was like, whoa! Yeah, like, I wasn't expecting <laughs> that, but it, it didn't really bother me horribly. Uh, like wow. the the long like the shots like that, those don't detract from it. But then when they have the shots where he's drinking the beer, where he's doing this other stuff, and it and it goes <laughs> from the, the puppet that we all know and love to this bizarre CG expressionful. I asked the question why. Crappy thing. Why did they need to do uh, that? I can I can answer that question for you. Spielberg said that the well the two biggest things that bothered him about the movie was that he wouldn't have had the, the officers and the agents chase the kids with their guns out. But then also that certain expressions from E.T. always because the puppet wouldn't give him the expressions that he wanted. But the CG expressions are just terrible. I mean it looks like it looks like a a ba- a bad effect. Uh, like you would see in a like a, a sci- like Sharknado, I mean, it's it's distracting. <laughs> and there was some fake uh, thing that just yeah, had some cartoon dude stretching his like, asshole yeah. in front of our faces. Oh, YouTube! Yeah. I, I'd rather get Rickrolled than that. <laughs> Whatever it was we just saw, <laughs> goat seed. Mm. But you know, okay, there's and, okay. I'm not defending the Star Wars special editions. Uh, I will never defend the Jedi special edition because those changes are the worst. But you know, in, in the Star Wars special edition, they added the Han Solo and Jabba scene. But now, when they actually filmed it, it was a dude. That's it wasn't a, that has Elliot. bad. It has nine dislikes, so only one like. So it might be bad. But uh, mm, you know, so but but I can understand then digitally putting Jabba in there so that the scene is basically finished because they can't go back and put, you know, mm. the Jabba puppet for the price of the CG. I understand you know, that's a deleted scene. Finished to add into the special edition for you know a long, the long lost scene that everybody's heard about you know that's that's fine, but then when you go and you change the actual film with the CG like uh, the Sarlacc in Return of the Jedi where now it has a little beak, fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know you add a dance number that looks ridiculous to Return of the Jedi. I didn't watch that right. No, you because you watched the you yeah. you haven't been perverted. Well, I shouldn't then. <laughs> no, okay, special edition wise. Star Wars isn't bad because it, it adds what they do in it adds to it. Aside from when they CG the X wings instead of the actual models, mm-hmm. you know, it's it that's distracting. Much like in this, because you go from the the cute and lovable real puppet that's actually exists to you know here in one shot it's this puppet you know waddling around the the kitchen, and then the next shot it's this like fully expressive CG thing with real puppet hands. It's like a I don't know I never taken LSD, but it's like you're tripping out. It's like <laughs> The thing comes alive in a bizarre way, really ridiculous. So let's. But the second that we saw, we were watching and we saw him dart <laughs> through the woods like mm-hmm. too fast for a puppet. Yeah. I was like, I had this sinking feeling in my stomach. Oh, there's the there's a walkie-talkie, Jesse. Yeah, that's the walkie. I've never seen. That. Yeah, uh, the, like I was ridiculous. upset. Like I, I, in fact, went to my computer and tried to illegally download <laughs> the uh, the real version because I didn't want to watch this version. But yeah. I knew that's the version you had, so I didn't want to watch a different one, just so we can at least yeah, compare. A big deal. And I mean, honest, I was I was like you with Star Wars until I we watched this movie for the podcast. Like this podcast, like the only bad thing this podcast has ever done to, for me in my life is 
made me accidentally watch a special edition of E.T. and leave a terrible, terrible taste in my mouth. Not watching Howard the Duck? Like I said, I don't mind Howard the Duck. <laughs> Not as much as you, at least. But anyway, about about you know this movie, like as a kid, I love this movie. But however, I will admit this: when we finally had it on VHS, which I always remember the ET VHS because it had a green. You know, on a VHS, you have the main part, and you have like the part that the VCR bends up and exposes mm-hmm. the tape. It was green for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, so I always remember the VHS for it. But uh, I would always watch this movie from the moment. I hated all the I hated all the part where ET dies and all that. I did. I never watched that. Mm-hmm. I would always watch it from when they start the bike chase to the end of the movie. And then I would put Return of the Jedi back on or something, the VHS version. Uh, and in fact, uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't when I was two because I don't think anybody can really remember much from when they're two. Because again, this came in 1982, but it did re-release in '85, and I think that's where a lot of my memories are from it because I had a birthday cake that I remember pretty vividly that had ET on it. So I'm assuming that's from the '85 re-release because hmm. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm awesome enough. Or when claimed to remember shit again? when I was two years old. Uh, June 11th, 1982. No, no, no. When did it come out? Oh, the re- the first re-release was yeah. in 85. What about the the one that we... The special was like in the 2000s. Yeah. I thought I remember seeing it. Definitely. Excuse me, yeah, because it came to theaters and all that. And then, you know, this is post-Star Wars special edition. Mm-hmm. So after Return of the Jedi, I was like, E.T. special edition? Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> and then, of course, there was, there was a huge controversy about it because, like, he took the guns out. Like, yeah. they never point the guns at the kids like, don't fucking move, dirtbag! Yeah, or they There's, never shoot you know, the kids. They just have yeah. it in their hand. You know? I mean, why, why? I don't know. I'm not a multi-million dollar director that, you know, has five of the biggest films ever made to my resume to make the claim, but whatever. Well, I watched the original. I was pretty offended when I saw a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a PG label, and I was just like, ugh. That's a, that should be at least the PG thirteen. When he said penis breath, I oh I wanted to I wanted you to pull my kid, out, your of kid out of the room right then. <laughs> Explain to him like that. you basically just called him a cocksucker. <laughs> in eighties <in 80s> terms. <laughs> Speaking of that, <laughs> did you notice that the kid the, all the kids are sitting there playing D and D? Strangely enough, which yeah. of course mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was until I haven't I haven't seen this movie since before the special edition. So it's been probably ten years at least before I've seen this movie start to finish. Those kids, high school kids, are sitting there smoking cigars. Drinking beer and the mom's like, playing D and D, and the mother only flips out when she finds out they ordered a pizza. <laughs> Smoke and drink all you want, but you order a fucking pizza, you're grounded. <laughs> it costs money. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought that was odd. That yep. was the, that was honestly the biggest thing that struck me. Mm. Aside the pizza? from yeah. you know, like, like revisiting this movie today was like, all that shit's okay in the eighties, but <laughs> and, they had, and the thing is, they had the they money. Didn't CG it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It should have been like drugs or something instead. You bought drugs? Yeah. You, bought, <laughs> you ordered drugs? And it's like they had the money. It's not like they stole the money from her. Like, why would she flip out? It ain't like she was in the kitchen preparing supper for the D&D playing kids. That looked like a CG moment right there. There's there's a lot of it. like that. They do a lot. Because uh, you could see the pulse in his hand. Oh, yeah. And they, they cleaned up a lot of shit. You know, it's... Yeah. I don't mind if, if they would do something like that, but it's not distracting. In the ET special edition, it is overtly distracting. Uh, my child will never watch this version of the movie. Like on, like it's, it's again. It, it's, yeah, I'd let them watch that first, and then let them watch it. <laughs> no, I would not. Let, don't let them ever know that ET isn't like a real. He'll never watch puppet. Indiana Jones four. Uh, when when I, there's only so much I could control. When they're a certain <laughs> age, you know. I will warn them. I will They're say, son, experiment with their own movies. Yeah, <laughs> all kids experiment with their own movies. At you know, in high school, you know, 
Yeah, that experiment with so many movies in junior high and high school. At the time, you, you know, it's a bad idea sometimes. Ooh, there's a CG face. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, good. It's fucking. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, like, like honestly, like, it, it pissed me off. We're, like, my wife's in the room. Like, she will verify this. We were both just like, this is, like, if it would have if it would have been a theater, you know, it probably would have, like, walked out. I don't know. Probably not, because I don't, wouldn't want to waste my, well, not that I pay for movie tickets anyway. But, <laughs> you know, it's like we're already here. Happy hour at Kona doesn't start for another hour, so we might as well sit here. In the air condition before you, but like, if you're listening to this, obviously because you're a fan of the '80s movies, ET is still a great, fantastic, amazing movie in its original form. And again, I haven't seen it for over ten years. So, but but watching this special edition creeped me the fuck out. Just like this is, this is terrible. (laughs) So watch the original, the one that was made in the decade we all know and love. Are you going to judge it or give it two scores? No, I'll give the I'll give it a uh, the I'll base it upon what I know is true, okay. not the fake true of CGET, because that thing doesn't exist, <laughs> but real ET exists. Speaking of which, did you see the picture I posted on the Facebook page? Uh, yeah, Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson owns owned because he's no longer with us. Uh, one of the actual ET puppets from the film. <laughs> one of his many treasures at Neverland. Wow. <laughs> hey, you wanna come see my ET puppet? Here, if you if you touch his head right here, it'll rise up. <laughs> That's uh, okay. Anyway, but uh, well, Jesse, I mean, you know, you recently saw it as well, like you mentioned. So ET looks huge right there. That's because it's CGT. <laughs> like his head C- compared. CGT. 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 So when's the last time you saw Jesse before? Before this? Oh, ages. Ages. I mean, did it hold? I mean, in your opinion, you know, well. Did it? I love the way it was shot. It was shot really well. Mm-hmm. Like that, sh- the one that's shot that sticks out of my head is that sh- the shed with the moon in mm-hmm. the background. Yeah. Like, I mean, they Spielberg. they definitely did a lot to that image. But that was in '82 that or before '82 that they did that. Yeah. Art and you know I think it still holds up. Oh, yeah. definitely. And the version I watched was not the walkie-talkie version. Yeah, and see, to me, when, when especially on this podcast, when we watch those movies, because the and, I mean. We've seen the we've seen the movies where CG is in a for lack of a word being born. Mm-hmm. You know, Labyrinth was the first CG animal. I can't remember the other movie we had that actually had the first visual effect in it. Uh, you know, so we're seeing this is this is the decade where it transitioned, like that where it began. I should say it wasn't until Jurassic Park in what ninety four ninety three because that that not, Jurassic Park was the CG the beginning of for lack of a word say, the CG I say evolution ninety four. Yes, let's get that. Uh, E.T., though, I mean, they won the Oscar for visual effects. Yeah. I wonder how they feel about that after. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> like, you know, you work your ass off making this puppet move and all this shit, and then the 20th anniversary comes out. No, your work's not there anymore. Yeah. The one that you won the Oscar for. <laughs> it's all gone. I the, mean. This guy straight out of college <laughs> did it over. Now, I will say this. Of course, I give Spielberg a hard time for War Horse and some of his bizarre opinions on how he thinks Munich sucks, which it really doesn't. It's one of his best films. However, he did say after kind of sitting back and looking at the special edition of E.T., he will never, ever release another special edition of any of his films again. So that's... Thank you, we'll see. Mr. Spielberg. Because, oh, God, if there's a Jaws special edition, I will see it soon because I love it. Granted, <laughs> no, but but honestly, I mean, come on. <laughs> we all know that, you, that it's never been done successfully where there's a CG shark that looks anything decent. Every CG shark looks like shit. Like a cartoon. 
like my wife is oh. miming off screen. Okay. <laughs> off, uh, off screen for our YouTube viewers who are live around the world. Yeah. The dozens and dozens of fans watching. Dozens be heard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear your voices, dozens. Yeah, but, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm not, a, honestly, I'm, I would say, because, again, I don't think there's any good special edition. And in the terms of special edition, uh, there, there are amazing director's cuts. There are no good special editions in the official sense of like, you know, E.T. special edition, Star Wars, a special edition. Uh, you know, it's just yeah. not good. And we all know my stance on remakes, but there's I have a wrench to throw in that with later on in the podcast at the uh, Back to the Future segment. Oh, so stay tuned. But anyway, uh, some of the lesser known facts about E.T. Uh, this was this is interesting. And this is, you know, in addition to E.T., unseating, I believe, Star Wars and becoming the highest-grossing movie at the time uh, until Jurassic Park came along. E.T. held the record till Jurassic Park. Uh, the filmmakers, they requested that M&Ms be used instead of the Reese's Pieces, which that would have been better for me because I fucking hate peanut butter and I hate Reese's Pieces. But you many are. people don't because, <laughs> because of the product placement used in the film, uh, Reese's Pieces sales skyrocketed. Uh, but they didn't use M&Ms because the Mars Company denied the request. Uh, and this was, Dumbass. and because of this though, more companies began requesting like, "Hey, put you, you know, don't want to make sure like there's M&Ms. a Coke, you make sure there's a Coke, Coke can in this film." Superman mm-hmm. that we talked about. Uh, most of that is a direct result, excuse me, from the impact that ET had. That's crazy, because like you think about it nowadays. I mean, it is in there, but I never thought of anybody who's like, "I need a Coke after this," or you know, "I need a <laughs> yeah. whatever after this." It's not like you know. Sub, you know, they talk about back in the day, like the subliminal, like where they'd flash popcorn and shit. There, there's or, some. When we were really? looking at all those white chocolate Oreo things. Well, yeah, that, that was we were actually looking, looking at it. It wasn't yeah. like, hey, Daniel, let's watch uh, The Exorcist, and all of a sudden there's like a white Oreo flash, like, like, like Fight Club. Did you just see a penis? I don't want a dick after <laughs> watching Fight Club. You know, <laughs> it's uh. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about I, you, I, but I, I had penis breath like, after that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know they show it more like subliminally, like hidden, but yeah, still, I wanted an Oreo after that. <laughs> well, that's because we were talking about, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. well, what that's... if you really liked Reese's Pieces and, and we just kept taking? I really like Reese's Pieces. I watched it. I didn't want, I didn't want mm-hmm. to go out and get more or get some. I mean, I think, I mean, it's not. But like, you don't. I don't think, think if you had would... any chance, like if you were at a candy, you're at a snack machine or something. There were some Reese's Pieces. I doubt it. I you really know? doubt it. I mean, outside of beyond. When I normally get it, I mm-hmm. really doubt it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, th- I think it works in a, in a, because you're looking at a broad sense. It's, I mean, it's like, it, take, uh, ET obviously was a worldwide $792 billion advertisement for Reese's Pieces. Billion? Uh, I'm sorry, million, excuse me. <laughs> Billion pennies. Wow. <laughs> uh, but, um, so naturally, if, obviously, if you're, you have a product, dramatically featured in a film of this magnitude, damn right your sales are going to go up. Because it's, it's an ad in a movie. Right. You know I mean? You know, uh, uh, it's, mm. it's not like the Truman Show, you know. Oh, Truman, what's wrong? You should drink some of this. Only yeah. 18 calories. You know, it's... Or it's blatant. Yeah, yeah, you know, where they... Well, they were, you know, it was a satire of it. But, you know, they didn't do it in this film. It was like, God, we should use... I should use something to lure the alien out. Hmm... Reese's Pieces, you know, or uh, Wayne's World. Like Wayne's World was the best example. Oh, stop it! I got a headache. Here, take two of these. Newprin, little Newprin. yellow. You know, the whole Newprin. segment. Like, I will never <laughs> bow to a corporate sponsor. 
and they had that whole segment. Great Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen Wayne's World, Daniel? Yeah, it's but it's made in. Okay, you actually have seen it. Okay. Yeah. But it's because it's in the 90s, so it's ineligible for this podcast. But yeah, the start of product placement could be traced back to the extraterrestrial. Mm. Uh, speaking of what you touched on earlier, Jesse, how you like the way it was shot, uh, you might have noticed how most of the film, majority of it is shot from a low level, yep. a child level. Other than the mother, you don't see an adult till you know they mm-hmm. finally reveal the. Which, as I'm watching game. it, it reminded me of Peanuts. Yeah, me except too. You, you did get to see one adult's face, but you know everybody like, else in was the like, classroom scenes. I more, just more, peanuts. More, more, more. <laughs> yeah, uh, and get this: Do you have any? Uh, do you care, either of you care to guess how old you think ET is? And this is based from the novelization of the book, of the novelization of the movie, not the novelization of the book. He, his age I mean, is revealed in the novelization. Care to guess? Purely guess, of course. Uh, 60. Nope. 30. Nope. Y'all are like so far off, like... 3,000. Okay, I'm just going to... He's over 10 million years old. 10 million. Yeah. So he's pretty... That's just throwing out a number. (laughs) I don't know. Just the author. Yeah, that sounds sounds alien. (laughs) Yeah. He's older than Earth. Because things live that long. Any civilization or anything? He shows up at Earth and almost dies. This is pretty. This is pretty interesting. But ET's face is modeled after three things: the poet Carl Sandburg, Albert Einstein, and a pug dog. Those were the three inspirations for his face. So I can see the Einstein. I can see all I see is a pug dog after reading that. Like it just looks like a bald pug to me. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this was this was pretty cool. Uh, and again, an unusual instance for a film. Uh, at the end of the, the end of the film uh, was one of the more significant musical in- experiences for John Williams. So he says, <laughs> watching a pug in the basket of a bike like ET, and it's <laughs> it's awesome. You two can almost see it. No, they can't. Never mind. It's too bright. But uh, anyway, but in, after several attempts to get Wh- John Williams' score to match the cut of the film, it would have changed the uh, the tempo and everything in the. Mu- it would have been really. It was hard to maintain the feel of the, of the music. With the edit. So what Spielberg actually did for this film was take the music and then match his edit, almost like a music video, mm-hmm. in, as opposed to where it's done the other way. And another quick fun fact, uh, for one of, uh, one of the 20th anniversary performances or showings of the film, John Williams and his orchestra performed it live, like, a, like in, in the theater as it was being shown, wow. which is, pr- it's like, you know, you get to go see E.T. and you get to see John Williams in concert. That's pretty fucking awesome. Oh, look, Latoya Jackson also resembles E.T., yeah, this woman. <laughs> <laughs> Toddlers and Tiara's coach. One of the coaches. <laughs> Especially when, yeah, look, look, there's a comparison picture when he has the wig on. <laughs> That's so, I feel sorry for that woman, but it, I mean, the resemblance is uncanny. There's no denying. But uh, like I said, it was the highest grossing film of 1982, not to mention the ex- all existence uh, <laughs> we have a, a, a logger somewhere in, in Wiltshire has found the face of ET in a log. Nope. It's a miracle. The Pope should come and yeah, bless, bless it. it and all that. Oh, look, some dude found him in a fucking golden gram or some shit. <laughs> Nutrigrain. Nutrigrain. Yeah, whatever. Let's see a tiny version of that on our YouTube site. <laughs> but just Google. Awesome what did you Google? Just ET or. I just Googled E.T. looks Look like. like. So, yeah, you can see all these 
all these interesting comparisons. Some dude even found him in his wall. I mean, he's more pop, he's a pop, he's popping all over the place more than Jesus. It's more like a the traditional alien to me than ET. Yeah, more like a gray yeah. or a winking gray. Yeah. Like, hey guys, how's it going? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Y- y'all can check that out on YouTube, uh, Google, and see some interesting comparisons. <laughs> even in a fish stick, <laughs> ET has been sighted in a fish stick. So, right, enough about visuals on a podcast, though. But it's so interesting. It is interesting. You know, it's, most people will get excited when they see Jesus in their toast or their milk. But, true. you know, E.T. is appearing like in logs e. and Nutri-Greens. <laughs> oh, that's cute. That yeah. might that might be a young E.T. We'll have to read the novelization. Maybe that's, you know, two million-year-old E.T. Mm, that's true. And then he grows feet and a long neck like a dinosaur and evolves <laughs> on land. Who knows? Uh Anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, E.T. was the highest grossing movie of all time until Spielberg topped his own record with Jurassic Park in 93. Uh, the next film to become the highest grossing film was naturally Titanic, which then, almost same as Spielberg did, Cameron came along and beat his record, Avatar. of course, with Avatar. So, which is still the high, highest grossing film of all time. And to adjust for inflation, because that's very important when you make a comparison these days, uh, E.T. is still the fourth highest movie. I know number Grossing one. Grossing movie of all time. Yeah, Gone with the Wind is still... Yeah. It, w- it will never still get Still the champ. Yeah. Sort of on topic. Why do you think Avatar is... I don't know. I mean, I thought it was great, but I, when it was breaking all these records, I'm just like, wow, people... Right. It's you know, like I, I saw it they're once. They're trying to do them a favor or something. Yeah, like, I don't know. Again, I liked, I love the movie. I'm watching, I'm watching. I mean, it's like... But, it, I mean, I, I saw didn't it once. see it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I mean, and it was great in the theater with the 3D and everything, but... Once was enough till the Blu-ray, and then that I was mean, a great... It really is just a number we hear. Yeah. Who knows if that's even true? You know, if mm-hmm. that could just be a publicity thing. It could be. It's like, yeah, we didn't pull in the money, but if we say we did... Yeah, kind of like uh, when... see it. Sorry, my, sorry to my brother, but like when Call of Duty Ghost said, yeah, we, we, we sold a billion copies, yeah, to retailers. Right. Not to the public, because they were trying... There was that big online feud, like, they're going to... We're going to... Activision, like, we're going to beat uh, GTA's first day sales and... Right. Or however, you know, we're going to beat it to a billion, which, you know, that little uh, double <laughs> little speak asterisk. of... Yeah. Sold to retailers. Yeah. They're so still it makes me wonder. I mean, you can't... Maybe you can't pay everyone to lie. I mean, it could have been some dude in Germany like, oh, yes, Herr Cameron. Oops, yeah. extra zero on gross yes. for Germany. Thanks for check. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, exactly. Thanks for check. Who knows? Because <laughs> you know, when you look at the top 10 highest grossing films, even not adjusted for inflation, just like, you know, because right. that record's getting topped all the time. I mean, Frozen just became one of the top ones. You know, not of all, I mean, of all time, but not in the adjusted list. Actually, go to box office, report, I think it's boxoffice.com. But it actually has a list for adjusted for inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has oh, it has top. It has like all time and then all time uh, for inflation. Oh, is this the site? Yeah, uh, it might be. There's maybe. Mojo or Guru. Uh, Guru yeah, it might well. be. No, oh, I think it is Mojo. I think you're right. That mm-hmm. might be the site I'm thinking of. But yeah, so but I mean, you're exactly right, Jesse. As much as the you know Oscars are a popularity contest, I mean, who right. knows? Who knows? Who, you don't know. Titanic. It was believable. Yeah. Maybe. You know, there were so many reasons for people to see that movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but Avatar, I mean, being a great movie and all was fine. It just didn't have mass appeal like Titanic yeah. did. Which I, I, I was like telling all, at, at the time of Phantom Menace, I was telling all my friends, like, you know, like, oh, this is going to, this is going to dominate Titanic. Like, Titanic's not going to be number one anymore. I don't think Phantom Menace even came close, which blew my mind. Yeah. Even though it sucks. I mean, I, uh, I, saw, I did see it twice at the theater because I went once on opening day and then. Well, look, like some friends when, went and saw it when again. When you think about sure. worldwide, 
you never know what these people in Europe, these people, uh, maybe they just fell in love with that. I, I don't know because it, it made so much. I know it made a lot domestically, but still, to mm-hmm. make 2.7 million, 2, 2 billion, 2.7 billion. So, so to make two billion dollars, yeah, that that's a shit ton. Now let now here now we're talking to talk about real quick the the this is domestic gross adjusted for inflation. This is pretty telling if you ask me. On that list, Avatar, which not adjusted for inflation, is number one currently. Mm-hmm. Adjusted for inflation, Avatar is number fourteen, and the most recent movie, or uh, I guess uh, I guess that's the best way to put it, the most recent release, but pre Avatar that's above it is Titanic, mm-hmm. which you know. In the unadjusted, it's higher than Titanic. It's number one. Titanic's no, no, no longer number one. Uh, just so people at home can, uh, you can know what we're talking about. Number one, like we mentioned, is Gone with the Wind. Star Wars is number two. Although uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure those numbers for Star Wars will include every re-release, much like probably for E.T. and uh, even Titanic and anything else that's re-released. They'll, they usually include those numbers in, the orig- in, in these figures. Uh, but again, the, 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 the amazing thing about adjusted for inflation with the, in my opinion, with the exception of Titanic, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad film, but I mean, Gone with the Wind, Star Wars, Sound of Music, E.T., Titanic, Ten Commandments, Jaws, Dr. Zhivago, The Exorcist, and rounding out the top ten, Snow White and the Seven Drawers. All of those are cla- like classic, you know, iconic films. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they have a non-adjusted list that we can just, by comparison, those are the top ten adjusted. Just worldwide? Yeah, that'd be fine. Now, if you go worldwide, not adjusted, the top ten are Avatar, Titanic, Avengers, Harry Potter, Iron Man 3, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. There's one winner. Skyfall, wow, number eight. Number nine, Dark Knight Rises. And number ten, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chance. The worst one is the top ten highest grossing movie of all time, worldwide, not adjusted. Wow. And to me, that that's exceptionally telling. I'm not, again, I'm not saying these movies are bad, but it's just like nobody, honestly, nobody's going to give a shit about Transformers, Dark of the Moon, or... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Nobody, nobody gives a shit about that now. Uh, mm-hmm. The Pirates of the Caribbean, at least. Uh, Transformers, you know, that art, I mean, I, that was the best of the three, but that, that's, that's not saying much. Uh, Iron Man 3, we know what I thought on that. You know, Avengers is iconic, because, I mean, that 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 is, uh, I, I mean, that's one that, you know, ki- like, uh, by comparison, like a Superman for us in the 80s. You know something I mean, that's I an like iconic superhero movie. Um, if there was some type of statistic where you based it off of the population... Mm-hmm. And the percentage like more, of people that went to see a movie, you know, yeah. actual heads, yes, like, yeah. But but you know, adjust for you know, back in the day, there was only two hundred million in the U.S. Now, you know, yeah, just for like amount of theaters playing yes. it or something like that. That'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, again, I didn't realize Frozen was doing that well. It just it just uh, hit that mark like uh, recently. It's I, right I, under. I saw it pretty late too. I, I mean. It. Because it's still going, str- and the thing is, it just hit that mark like what last week, or re- it was very recently in recent history. It came out last week on Blu-ray, and it's still pulling in theater dollars. <laughs> that you know, ta- uh, yeah. I was well, gonna say, I think Titanic did that. Yeah, but you know, it's like you take your kids out. And, if I'm an yeah. adult, like, uh, let's watch it at home. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I bought you the Blu-ray yesterday, son. I'm or sweetie, I want to see it again, daddy. Like, uh, oh wait Some a second, this. Oh wait a second, three hundred's playing here. Right, you go see that. You know, dad. You know, sometimes it's hard to say no. <laughs> I can say that. And some people just I say that. Go, go ahead, Trey. <laughs> they don't even know that it's out on Blu-ray or something. They look at the paper and yeah. say, "Oh, here's what's playing. Let's go see." Well, that. honestly, uh, if I had, if I was a theater manager, I would keep a kids' movie on the, the thing at all times. Sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that way, you know. Because again, I'm not saying you babysit your kids with a TV or anything, but if you're going out to the movies as a family, 
when when we were kids, like we'd be like me and Justin would go see something, and mom and dad would go see something. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we go see Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, and they'd go see something that they wanted to see. Hmm. You know, so yeah, I think it's good to have options at the theater. But again, if it's on Blu-ray and I already bought it for my kid, I'm not going to pay nine bucks for a ticket for him to have it to go see it again. Quit playing around, Daniel. We're doing a podcast. Oh. What is this? Sedgley Games. Free plug. Check out Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> coming soon. But uh, let me let's let's wind this up. Uh, Spielberg stated in an interview that ET was a plant-like creature and neither male nor female, so he's asexual. Mm. I always we, thought of him. What as else a was male. asexual? We we had a big discussion about a, something that was asexual in this podcast before. <laughs> hmm. I don't remember in the eighties. There was some character, or we made a joke. If you remember, send us an email and remind us, because no, we're 82 episodes in, so we don't remember everything that happened. I thought it happened. was sort of recent. It seems like it, because I remember using that word, I don't, and I so rarely get to, so it sticks out. But anyway, uh, where are we here? Oh, okay, this is very important, everybody. Corey Feldman was originally supposed to be in this movie. Yeah, I'm so glad. That he was or wasn't, Daniel? Wasn't me mine? Corey Feldman. Maybe, yeah, that's probably what it was. Good job, Jesse. <laughs> Producer comes through again. But uh, yeah, he was going to be in this mole. That mole. He was going to have a role. <laughs> Corey Feldman's in my mole. <laughs> Do you hear that? <laughs> it's coming from my mole. <laughs> yeah, check out Ascension God, Millennium by Corey Feldman. I can't stand that voice of Corey Feldman. That's <laughs> yeah. With the Frog Brothers and Lost Boys. Yeah, the, the other Corey bothers the vampire. The other Corey bothers you more. But. Yeah, just, I don't know. I like. I mean, Corey Feldman is like... Well, you, know, you won because the other one's dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a badass music video. <laughs> he's banging two supermodels and hanging out with Sean Austin, still referencing the Goonies. It's pretty badass if you ask me. Anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, his part was cut, but Spielberg felt bad about it uh, and promised Feldman a part in his next production, which turned out to be... Gremlins, of course, produced by Spielberg, uh, you know, in '84. That's one reason that Feldman was in. I was going to say the Goonies, but Gremlins, uh, with the exception of Elliot's mom. Oh, we, you talked about this already, Jesse. But uh, no adult faces are shown to the last half of the film. Uh, this is pretty interesting. Spielberg worked simultaneously on both this and another film we've done on the podcast, Poltergeist. Which, if you remember on that episode, we talked about how there's a lot of confusion or a lot, uh, an urban legend or. A rumor, I guess, would be a better term, that uh, Spielberg actually pretty much directed Poltergeist, but he couldn't because of his contract doing E.T. and everything, and that, although Toby Hooper was the director on Poltergeist, there was a lot of that, like, Spielberg would come in and, like, tell him what to do, basically, and, for lack of a better word, actually direct it. But, according, you know, depending on who you talk to, some people say Spielberg did it, some people say Hooper did it, but Spielberg says Hooper did it, so I'll take his hmm. word for it. But anyway... Uh, both were made to com- to complement each other. E.T. as being a representation of like suburban dreams, whereas Poltergeist, obviously the opposite of that. Ooh, nice dream on screen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my wife's in the room too. I don't think she's paying attention. Oh, there she is. Anyway, uh, whereas Poltergeist represents suburban watching. nightmares. Yeah, but the problem is she can't hear the amazingness that's... Well, we can't hear it right now either. I can hear it in my mind because I know this song back and forward. That's so badass. <laughs> How awesome is that? God, I just want to like stop talking and just dance. But I'm not. Because I don't like actually the song. <laughs> I know you don't. It's a guilty. It's a bad guilty pleasure. Uh, it's one of those like like chocolate rain. It's For it's sure. terrible. But it's like you know every now and then I'll be walking around chocolate rain. Don't even know any words other than that. But he looked at the camera can't before he was dancing right there. 
that, that black man? <laughs> he was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody should also tell him that, like, how to, how to like, get proper gloves. If you notice his gloves come, like, out of his hand. Well, you had no time to put them on. It's like know. he dipped them in chocolate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he <had> chocolate-covered fingers. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's not even a point to have now, those kind of gloves. Now, again, speaking of, I mean, uh, right at the beginning of the podcast, I talked about how Star Wars Special Edition had that bonus scene, that deleted scene that was added back in, which was pretty cool to see finished, even though with bad CG. Uh, there was a scene, now, I'm not sure if it was actually shot, unfortunately, but uh, Harrison Ford had a role in E.T. as Elliot's principal. Mm. But the, the verbiage I found on the internet was that it was cut. So when the, if the scene was cut, that leads me to believe it was cut from the film and it exists. So how cool would it have been, you know, Elliot goes to the principal's office for freeing the frogs and making out with, you know, a future Baywatch star and it's Han Solo behind the desk. I need to stop this. <laughs> you don't have to watch it. <laughs> no, it's hard enough. You can watch. look at me. Or something. Okay. The funniest part is that he's out of sync with all the background dancers. Yeah, that's, that's he's he's out of sync. Sitting there watching going, oh, man. Yeah. And I think these are all moves Michael Jackson taught him from the 80s. Of course. That he's trying to remember but can't. And he's that also he's trying to show how badass his house is. Enough about Corey Phillips. Yeah. Enough until his next movie comes around. Right. In the podcast. Because I don't think he's making any movies these days. He's making music videos. But anyway, wrapping up E.T., uh, Daniel, looking back, revisiting this classic, this nearly billion-dollar-making movie worldwide, what would you, what score would you give it today? Probably about a seven. But would you, would you say that would be the same as a, you know, back in the day? Yeah. No, probably about a five. I really? just really didn't care for this movie. I as mean, a kid. like that much of a difference yeah. for you. Really. My movie like Willow Labyrinth yeah. as a kid, but not really ET. <laughs> it wasn't much of Pee Wee, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it just, I, I don't know, it just get. Got a little bit better for me. Again, yeah. this is not one that if I see on TV, I watch it every time. Well, the cool, the cool yeah. thing about watching this one on the podcast for both of well, when you watched it on TV days ago, mm-hmm. but for me, it was a true revisiting because I haven't yeah. seen it in so long. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. it was a special edition, but uh, much like in Superman when, when that theme starts, I mean, I, I feel when, when those bikes take off mm-hmm. in the end of the movie, it's just like, and that theme mm-hmm. kicks up, and you can't help but smile inside, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of sitting, you know, being a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the magic of movies like this is uh, no matter how old you get or how long it's been since you've seen it, you can watch it again. And this one is a perfect example of Just that. Like, and it still makes well, me smile and makes me, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it is rightfully so one of the most iconic moments mm-hmm. in film when those bikes take off. And, of course, uh, the, rid- the first time they fly with Justin T. Elliott and they're going across the moon, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. like one of the most famous shots of off, you know, you see a highlight reel of movies, and that's usually a shot that they'll show, mm-hmm. because seven hundred ninety billion dollars <laughs> says that that you know a shit ton of people know what you're talking about. Yeah. But uh, today, I love it just as much. I give it an eight point five. So, still mm-hmm. a great movie, Jesse. Actually, don't need it. That, I'm right around seven as well. Mm-hmm. The so, visuals uh, aren't I, enough to bring me into you know. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, would you say? More along the lines of Daniel, or I mean, yeah, kind of the same. I, didn't, I didn't watch it a lot. I mean, we mm-hmm. had it on VHS too. Yeah, just not we were one. poor. We didn't have many VHSs. <laughs> we had that in the Jungle Book, I think. That's it. And the cartoon it. or yeah. the yeah, like and the that's about book. it. And mm-hmm. we didn't watch ET that much. So, gotcha. so that's I mean, that's all. I mean, that's I think this is the first one where uh, it's been like better. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, of course, we don't do many that you've seen before. Yeah, but this is pretty significant because it's one that. To you now revisiting is better so if you haven't seen et in a long time make sure it's not the special edition rewatch it let us know what you think 
Uh, and if you don't have it, you can go to awesomepods.com, click on the Amazon link, go to Amazon and get it. And that way you can also make sure that you're not getting the special edition. Avoid it like the plague. Uh, we're looking at Amazon right now. You can even rent it for three bucks. Can't beat that. You can yep. buy it for ten. And it is marked uh, anniversary edition is 2012. Make sure the date does not say 2012. Make sure it says 1982. I promise you, you will thank me if you've never seen the special edition. It will. Mm, just came out on Blu-ray this year. Oh, really? Hmm. wonder which version that is. Oh, God. Like, I'd have to, I would not buy it until I researched it and knew for right. a fact. <laughs> mm, excuse me. I would imagine it probably has both. Uh, you want to do your sports? That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, sports. Sports. I forgot which one. <laughs> oh, I know. I, but I was about to go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wait a second. Which one is it? <clears throat> Sports Rewind. Um, you really won't get much into the video games until the later part of the 80s movies that That's we're true. doing. Uh, really wasn't too, too much going on in terms of video games. But uh, Famous Birthday uh, came out uh, when E.T. came out. Uh, June 11th was the f- probably top two, three, four Famous quarterbacks is Joe Montana's birthday. Oh, yeah. He uh, won four Super Bowls with the uh, San, Francisco San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. Do you know where he went to college? Don't no, look. I have no clue. Is it co- famous college wore the same color helmet, basically. I don't, uh, Florida State? No, no. Notre Dame. They wear gold, though. Yeah. He went to Notre Dame. Yeah. Seminoles are. Yeah, they're. Yeah, you, you have the color right. Yeah. That's, I don't you know. Guess. Um, he's I wonder if he played with Rudy. <laughs> Eight-time Pro Bowl, Super Bowl MVP three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he eventually ended his career, I believe. He played for the Kansas City Chiefs. But mm-hmm. one of the – that's like – he's not the Michael Jordan, but if you say name a quarterback in the NFL and you're our age, you're probably going to say his name yeah. really quickly, mm-hmm. especially if you say name one that's not playing now. Yeah. I mean, when I think uh, of that age, if somebody asked me that question, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, John Elway. Yeah. Those are the first three. Like if somebody even asked me, like, name a quarterback. Yeah, because I mean, again, John. I mean, John Elway. Uh, Joe Montana is my favorite football player of I all had time. A, like his Sega, I did too. Uh, and every sports pl- talk football. Yeah, yeah. every play the was the was hail awesome. mary for me. <laughs> <laughs> they would say funny crap whenever you were uh, like, if you attempted like a really long field goal, they'd have that little monotone little announcer voice. I can't believe it. Like it's just different. <laughs> it's funny. Yes, good times, good times. That was... Sports Rewind. In the real world. uh, Again, E.T. released June 11th, 1982, the day after this movie. uh, A huge rally against nuclear weapons draws nearly a million people, 750,000 people to New York City's Central Park, where such musical acts as Jackson Brown, James Taylor, Bruce Springsteen, and Linda Ronstadt attended. Who subsequently... Well, never mind. Uh, International (laughs) Convocation of the... uh, Never mind, all that's a bunch of bullshit. But yeah, it was a huge rally for protesting against nuclear weapons. Because, you know, Cold War, we're all going to die. Global nuclear, thermonuclear destruction was imminent. And And now the sequel's coming out. Yeah, (laughs) that's Cold War (laughs) 2. The sequel. There was an awesome uh, little article. Or one of the, you know, you like so many things on Facebook. But uh, where it showed, like, one of the old Cold War missile silos. And it pretty much, the dude, like, showed you, like, he pushed the button... That if it would have been pushed in the eighties, it would have started World War Three, right? Because it's a closed down. There's no, you know. Yeah. So I mean, some people move into them now. Yeah, like make it a house, which is pretty damn cool. It is, but uh, like you showed, like you had a little thing where like two people had to come and turn, just like you see in the movies, had to turn the keys. It would open a flap, 
And if that button was pushed, yep. arm of fucking Geddon. <laughs> Not the Michael Bay version. Nope. <laughs> but anyway, uh, in Back to the Future, like I teased before, I saw the RoboCop remake. Uh-oh. What? And I'm not going to lie. You didn't go to the theater and watch it? Yes, I did, Daniel. What are you talking <laughs> about? That's what I thought. Uh, but I actually liked it. And believe me, nobody's more surprised than myself. Uh, I'm not going to say it's fantastic, but I think... I don't, I don't know if it's because I had so... My expectations were so low that because it then didn't suck that, you know, I'm more positive about it. Uh, but they did a good job of honoring the original if that makes sense it's not like halloween where rob zombie talks about all this shit about oh your mug march can't drive a car but yeah he could fucking stab somebody through a brick wall because that's more realistic whatever but anyway uh it's well acted uh they do all sorts of little nods to the original like i mentioned uh they don't really the only honestly the biggest complaint i have with it is that it's pg-13 so mm-hmm. it it's still you know it's still cool it's like it's not bad. No, uh, no people getting melted. Yeah, I mean he's he's blowing the heads off robots left and right. But you know mm-hmm. the original RoboCop. I mean, like you said, <laughs> people are getting uh, drowned in toxic waste, then hit by cars, exploding over windshields, uh, getting arms blown off. Uh, yeah, but uh, we all know how I feel about remakes. But I would re- if you really like again, it doesn't compare to the original, but it doesn't shit all over it, which. Like you always suggest, you always have the original. I would right. watch this again. Like if it was on TV, mm-hmm. I would watch the RoboCop remake. Not if the original was on the next channel. Uh, but they do. It, they did a really good job. You could tell, and actually I found this out later, Edward, I think Newmeyer is his name, one of the co-writers of Starship Troopers, but wrote the original RoboCop. Right. He co-wrote this remake too. Hmm. And the best thing that they did was it, with it was they didn't, again, they didn't bastardize the story, but they did modernize it enough, but not to where it was ridiculous or for the sake of itself. It was more like, you know, we got drones overseas. We don't have drones in America because Amer- the American public's afraid of robots or whatever. Yeah. But they do, a, they do also do, they do, do one thing better than the original, and that is extenuate the circumstances about him losing his humanity. And is he a, is he a machine or is he a man? <laughs> of course, Muppet fans man will get that. Man or Muppet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they did a good job with that, and... Uh, it's it's definitely worth seeing. Again, I w- it'd be awesome if they had a director's cut and it was rated R, so there's a little more violence because that's kind of what RoboCop is. <laughs> it's meant to be violent. But other than that, I would I would act, you know if I gave it a score, I'd give it a seven. Like which hmm. again, after watching, I kind of sat there. Like I got a witness here. I was just like, yeah, so I, I kind of liked it. <laughs> I kept I was I was I felt weird because I was like, did I really like it? And, you know, it was like, too, my cell was like, talk like you would see, like, you didn't really like it, because it was really, it was not the original. You hate remakes. No, but this one wasn't that bad. <laughs> the internal struggle I had, but yeah. So, hmm. surprisingly, you know, it was, I was, I was, I was, no one was more shocked than me. Of course, wow. you've heard my tangents on here about remakes and all that, so this one is one of the good ones. The day you like Aaron Rodgers, though, that's when I'm that's, shocked. He better, like, fucking save... I was gonna say George Lucas, but uh, he better like save you know what Bono, JJ uh, Abrams, my wife, what if he all my friends wife? from dying somehow, like by throwing a pass <laughs> that knocks the plane carrying all of y'all, it knocks the landing gear down and y'all land safely or something. Other than that, mm-hmm. he, he got a snowball's chance and fucking solar flare. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, this was episode number eighty-two, talking about ET, released in nineteen eighty-two. Next week, we talk about a movie released in 1983. 
should we? I know you last week uh, when I mentioned it to you, you wanted to wait. Should we just tease it, or should we tell? Uh, you can take the old records off the shelf if you want. Okay, to. there's there's your hint. <laughs> That's that's it. Good job, Dan. Nicely done. <laughs> but of course, if you need to get a hold of us, there's always a Facebook page, which we had a couple of people post some really funny stuff. Oh, speaking of which, uh, I think a reference to that. Uh, we're recording this on March 25th, I believe. Yeah. This is 30 years and one day removed from the day that the Breakfast Club met for the first time. Oh, snap. So that was the day of their detention, March 24th, 80, whatever it was, uh, 84. Or, yeah, you're yeah, right. 84. Uh, so, so so we're on the day after? Yeah. I wonder how that day went. Well, we, mm-hmm. yeah, I download, we download our old episode about the <laughs> breakfast. That was one of our first ones. Uh, yeah. I think in the single digits. So long, long ago when we were both young men. Yeah. <laughs> now we're old. So long. But yeah, uh, check that out. Uh, and also don't forget, you can email us, asiavisit.gmail.com, awesomepods.com, awesomepods on Twitter. Uh, and there's other shows on the Awesome Podcast Network because to be a network, it takes more than one show. I would assume. But there's Geekly Dose, Duo Attack, which is all about hero clicks, the Jesse Sedgley podcast, Why Don't You Know This? And Republic City Report, which is eagerly, uh, not eagerly, but waiting. It's the next season of, uh, what's it called? I'm sorry. Legend, uh, Legend of Korra. Because <laughs> that's what that podcast yeah. is about. So if you're a fan of that show, catch up on the old episodes for the last season, getting ready for the next season, because I know it's coming out, because I saw some blurb about it somebody posted that mm. watches that, because I don't. But I if you do, either. that's cool, so watch the show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, next week, we journey. We go a year into the future from today, from, 82, from June 11th, 1982, to August 5th, 1983. We will see you then. Until next time, I remain Trey Harris. If you don't, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> You're rolling on the references of this movie. Of course, right, the- I'm Daniel San Angelo. Trey, uh, not Trey. Uh, <laughs> Jesse said, Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? Cowabunga. That's good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my eyes holding me. Find this show and more on Facebook.com slash awesome pods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods.